Hi, and welcome to episode 125 of the RDS study session with your host, Matthew Roberts. We are going to continue our, with our Come Follow Me study for this week now. Now, actually, we get two weeks for this study, and we are looking at one book in the New Testament, which is the Ephesians, which is uh, not the longest of scriptures. However, uh, we have two weeks to look at it because of general conference. So we may as well get ready to dive in deeply into this, uh, into this book, uh, for we will probably find a lot of things in here. And actually... Um, as was mentioned on the uh, Interpreter uh, Foundation board, uh, podcast, uh, there is actually a lot of things in here relevant to, to our faith, uh, and so that is great. Um, the kind of title for the week is for the perfecting of the saints, uh, and I think again that um, this this really does relate to a number of things that we learn in the, in this in this book of uh, the New Testament. We are looking at the uh, heading of Has God um chosen or predestined some of his children to be saved and that's found in ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 to 11 and 17 to 19 so we'll dive straight into that now with this um we have discussed the the topic of predestination before i, I can't remember uh which section or which book it was in uh, the topic of predestination off the top of my head uh, i should really um but i believe it, it, it was I, I believe in one of the epistles of Paul, and so it's likely to be uh, in the Corinthians, no, or in the Romans, perhaps. Uh, to be honest, I can't remember, um, but it has been brought up before. And what I, I did actually make a link to uh, a scripture in Ephesians then, uh, and I thought this had happened, we would come back to this topic. Uh, and so it was actually Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 that I linked, uh, 4 and 5, I should say, that I linked to. And we have this uh, kind of, term used in Paul, which is predestination. We don't actually see the term in Ephesians, uh, the term for ordination, we just see predestination or predestined. Um, however, as was pointed out, uh, it was back in, in the early days of Christ's church that the term predestination was used for the doctrine for ordination. Uh, the terms for ordination and predestination were, were used pretty interchangeably. Just using uh, one of the Wonderful, one of the many wonderful um, Bible apps where you can look at kind of the original translation and see what the original translation meant by this phrase. It, it links to determined before ordination, predestinate. Um, and so obviously this is referring to the fact that before we came to this life, many were, were chosen or foreordained uh, to, to be ordained uh, to various callings or missions if it, if it were uh, in this life so that is obviously what we know as foreordination it's not saying that your life is set before you uh, pre is predestined in that way as it is linked to this term today it is a, a determining before someone is ordained or before someone is chosen uh, bef uh, before they do that call or whatever it is that they that they are going to do uh, so that is what we understand that term to mean uh, in this scripture uh, as Latter-day Saints. I've used this uh, passage before by Th uh, Theodore M. Burton, but I will read it again because it, it relates very well uh, to what we read about how um, before the foundation of the world, uh, people were selected uh, to go forward and do uh, this work uh, that, is being, that is spoken about in the gospel. Uh, he said in April 1975, quote, From the time the earth was originally planned, 
God the Eternal Father knew that in the last days Satan would become desperate. As the second coming of Jesus Christ approaches, Satan is doing everything in his power to destroy the work of God. He is using every artifice he can imagine to destroy the plan of salvation. He is raging in blood and horror on the earth, but God knew that uh, what Satan would, do, would attempt to do in these days and devised a plan to meet that challenge. God reserved for these days some of his most valiant sons and daughters. He held back for our day proved and trusted children who he knew from their pre-mortal behaviour would hear the voice of the shepherd and would accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. He knew they would qualify themselves to receive the priesthood, that they would use the holy priesthood to limit Satan's destructiveness and make it possible for God to complete the work he had planned for the saving of his children. Close quote. So, again, <coughs> another principle of ordination there, that, uh, that these things were kind of designed before the foundation of the world. Again, not because um, these people have to choose that, but because Heavenly Father knew, and I'll come to that point in a minute, that it was, dis it was um, ch chosen, they were chosen by a perfect God, and how that, again, doesn't predestine them, they still have their agency to make those choices, but it means it's you know a pretty given fact that these people will uh, fulfill their foreordination. The, uh, the question in the Come, Follow Me um, directly uh, relates to what is said in verses 4 and, f uh, four and particularly 5. In verse 5 of Ephesians 1, it says this, Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, some argue this and say, well, this makes it sound like that people have been chosen, the people who will be saved have been chosen and predestined before this life. And... Um, Whilst, you know, that can be read in that way, I would then look to verse 7 uh, as, you know, as we continue to read the words of Paul, that actually that isn't what he's saying at all. Uh, because then he relates it to back to our Saviour. He says, In whom we have redemption uh, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So in verse 7, that's what we read. And to me, that is Paul again stating the fact that whilst there may be uh, callings, there may be uh, decisions made before this life about how people in their in their life will live and lead and and fulfil certain duties that the Lord has appointed to them. It is through our Saviour. It is through His blood that forgive that we receive the forgiveness of His sins. And as we know, God is an all loving uh, God who loves all His children, and so that would be made available to all. Uh, in a April two thousand, uh, sorry, October two thousand eleven, in a talk called Redemption, uh, Legrand R. Curtis Jr. Uh, said this quote: "The redemption, ref uh, in fact, I'll skip forward ahead uh, in that verse because it relates to a scripture that was read before. Unlike the redemptions under the law of Moses or in modern legal arrangements, this redemption does not come by corruptible things as silver and gold. In Christ, we have redemption through His blood." the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. President John Taylor taught that because of the Redeemer's sacrifice, the debt is paid, the redemption made, the covenant fulfilled, justice satisfied, the will of God done, and all power is given into the hands of the Son of God. Close quote. Now I like this because it suggests, again, similar to this whole predestination uh, principle or foreordination principle, that things have been done already. The Saviour has paid the price already. Um, but that does not mean that, you know, everyone will receive that. It, will, it means that we have the opportunity to make the choices. And I liken that uh, to receive that redemption. 
And I liken that to the doctrine, to the principle of ordination, that things have been decided, things have been chosen, but it is down to our choices if we fulfill that in the similar fashion that the Saviour has paid the price, he has felt the sufferings for us, it is there for us for our taking, but we do need to take it. We do need to have faith in him and follow his gospel and, you know, follow him. If we don't follow his gospel or follow him, then we, we don't receive the full blessings that are available. Of course, even if we, you know, live a life away from him through this life and continue to do so in life after this, we will receive some level of, of salvation. We will receive our body in a perfected form. We will, we will still receive great glory for, for we are here on this earth. And that means we have kept our first estate and live righteously to a point but we will not receive the fullest blessings of the atonements in our lives because because we have caused that. And I think in a similar way, that's the way the, the, the principle of ordination works, um, that a choice has been made, a decision made about what we can buy from what we will do, but again, it is down to us to actually take that up and do it. Um, however, I think that the, the last verse that I looked at uh, then made it clear that actually that means that we will most likely fulfill this because of who has organized this plan. In verse 11, it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined, predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And of course, this scripture is reminding us from Paul that we need to relate this back to actually who has predestined this or foreordained this. And again, I'm using these terms interchangeably here because Paul did. Uh, at this time and now obviously the, the term predestination has taken on an, another definition today uh, but the, t the, the principle of ordination has been prepared and planned for by him who worketh all things after his not wisdom and knowledge who of course is the Lord and he has a perfect knowledge and wisdom of things and so we would therefore assume well actually yes we talk about how ordination depends on the agency of the individual but of course our, our heavenly father knows us better than we do and so it is very likely that actually these people who have been foreordained will fulfill those duties and callings and obligations and responsibilities not because they have no choice not because our father has willed it so but because he has given them this opportunity and he knows what choices they'll make because it was perfect knowledge of his children uh wilford woodruff uh, said this quote for there is a time appointed unto all men and he takes away many according to the counsels of his own will. He takes whom he will take and spares whom he will spare for a wise purpose in himself. These things are according to the purposes and ordinances of God to man. Close quote. Again, he's talking about when, when people pass from this life, but it, the, the principle is the same, that it is his will, it is the will of a loving, perfect Heavenly Father that has planned these things. It's not like we're thinking about uh, a CEO of a company or someone who leads in the mortality who makes mistakes. This is, this is God. This is, you know, I think someone that we can trust. Once we have a belief and a trust and an understanding of him and who he is, then we are able to say, actually, you know, I know that this foreordination thing is, is right because he has worked with us before this life. We have accepted certain things. And so we come to earth and then he knows what choices we'll make to do those things. Anyway, uh, I hope that you've gained something from this study. If you've been studying anything that you'd like to share, please do so at mattsroberts90 on Twitter or email at session at gmail.com.
Thank you for your time and until we meet again.